Hey everybody, so this is a new podcast we are starting up. My name's Frank and I got my friend Kathy here. Hi there. Um, we don't have a name yet, this is our first episode, we just kind of came up with this on a whim. <laughs> so we're still brainstorming, get putting everything together. Um, so we're just going to talk about random topics, the things that are going on in our lives, and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully you guys enjoy it and you listen and you stick around. Anything you want to say, Kathy? Introduce yourself a little. Hi, guys. How are you? This is Kat. This is actually my first time actually doing a podcast, and I'm actually, like, super, super stoked about it. And um, thanks to Frank that he's helping me out and basically checking off one of the things off my bucket list, you can say. So let's see how it goes. Um, so my background is I've been doing podcasting for the last eight years. I actually have a wrestling one. It's just kind of fallen off the last couple of months because life happens and families and everything. You get busy. And that's how it goes. That's for sure. <laughs> and once my other podcast partner finds out I'm doing this, he's going to be bitching at me because he's like, why are you doing this? And we're not doing our show. But he's doing another show already, so it's fine. He's been cheating on me for a long time. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so me and Kathy hang out all the time and we're always just bullshitting. We talk all day constantly about bullshit and dumb things that bother us and we're always complaining about people. So we said, hey, let's do a show about it. Why not? Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, see how the crowd hears us for once. I'm sure they'll love it and they'll appreciate it. And these, these will be stories they all think about and like, you know what? I went through this shit too. You know what? They're right. That thing is, that shit is annoying. Exactly. Um, all right. So the first topic we were going to start with was girls at bars. I guess I'll let you, let you take that away. What you wanted to say about okay. that. All right. Sounds good. You guys will have to excuse me. I do have, like, seasonal allergies, a.k.a. what Frank says. I'm always sick for some reason. Yes. So don't mind the sniffling and the sneezing here and there, but I'm trying to control it by drinking a cup of tea. So. Yeah, but, yeah, the whole situation for girls at bars, like, I don't know, like, have you ever gone to, like, well, obviously, we go to bars and that, but going to a bar and realize, like, how things have actually changed, like, how, like, like, it's not the same anymore. Like, there's more drama going out, actually, than going out and just having fun. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that because we go, you know, me and Kathy go out every weekend or, you know, sometimes during the week. And we literally just go out to let loose, leave our troubles at home, leave our drama at home. We both, have, you know, have families and kids and things like that. And we have stress going on in our lives. And we just want to go out and have a good time and leave it all at home. But every time we go out, and, and it always happens when we're actually having a good time and just bugging out and letting loose, there's always some bullshit going on. Some drama starts. Somebody's going to start some stupid drama, which I feel like we run into at least once a week. That's what I feel, and it's so annoying because it's like sometimes it's not even well, – maybe it can't be someone in their group, but then it's someone always trying to start. And it's very, very annoying. It gets to a point where it's just like, is it really worth going out at this point? And obviously now that we're hitting, you know, the cold weather coming up, it's not like we can pull out chairs and just chill in front of the house. So now it's like going back to the whole girls at bars. It's like you go in, you see these girls, how they just dress so provocatively. It's just, oh my God. And I look at myself as like, was I ever like that at that age? Like, no, I really love it. And half the damn time, they're drunk off their mind. One is falling on the floor, the one's falling up in the bathroom. It's just like a hot mess. A mess. <laughs> and for me, it's different. So I, you know, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm seven years older than Kathy. Um, and I am just getting out of a marriage. So I'm kind of getting back into the going out scene, the single life. And it's like a whole new world because I've been out of it for 10 years. And I just came back into it, and I'm, it, it's it's just completely different, you know. When you can't even really approach girls in the bar anymore, it's kind of, it's tough to, 
you know, everyone's looking at their phones the whole time. Like we even had it one day we, we went out, we put our, all our phones in a bucket so none of us could look at it. Oh, yeah. We'd actually have to socialize, <laughs> with, we'd have to socialize with each other. You know, it's just, it's a different vibe now. It's a different scene and girls are just very different now than they were back, you know, back when I used to go out. So well, at the same time too, like, I just feel like it's, it's mostly girls, but I feel like it's guys too. Like for instance, like, you know, my husband's friend, you know, like he was constantly on the phone and you know, like if you're going to come out, come out to socialize, don't come out to be trapped up in your corner on your phone. That's why I made it a valid point for one of the bartenders that was really cool with to like, hey, take away the phone. So that's when she pulled out the phone and took like, all that phone, which is really cool. I didn't have a problem with it anyway. But I basically had everybody there that wanted to be there. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're like, like half the time me and her are texting each other the whole day. And it's like, all right, I'm with all the people I'm going to talk to anyway. So what do I need my phone for? You know, unless, for you, unless you want to be nosy on Facebook. Yeah. But. <laughs> Go on Facebook. Yeah, go. I mean, that's the other thing. Social media has been a killer. Oh, forget it. For everything, I just feel like, like that's definitely a topic. I don't know if you want to get into tonight because I swear we could spend a whole hour just on that alone. But how detrimental social media is to relationships and people, and just it puts people easily. You know, people can easily pop in your DMs or whatever it is, and you have the twenty thousand. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp. I mean, it's like nonstop. Yeah, but the only reason why it's like that because it's such easy access. It's not like before where you had to have like the little ding noise from like a little thing. Remember when you used to sign on on AOL and mm-hmm. you had to have that noise? Yep. Now everything's literally at your hands, like yeah. at your site. So it's so easy just to get distracted by that. That's why even jobs, they make it a number one priority not to carry phones, not this, not that. But obviously you get distracted easily by it. Yeah, even my job. My job, like my CEO, you, all you ever see him is he's looking down at his phone the whole time. Like he's sitting at his desk at his computer and he's on his phone the whole time staring down at it. So we just make fun of him all the time. Yeah, but then that's the whole thing. That's the situation with, you know, with going to a bar. Like you actually see people literally just doing that. And it's just like, like if you actually put your phone down and just look around, you just see girls acting stupid or people on their phone. Like, and it's just like, Okay. Like, I would rather just take a drink and drink it at home. I know. That's why even sometimes I will say, it's like, let's just chill at one of our houses and have a couple of drinks here and whatever. Yeah. Play some yeah, games we- or play poker or, you know, something stupid like that. And we'll shit our own way. I mean, sometimes it's nice to have the music there and, you know, other people around kind of and just, you know, other people to talk to. Yeah. But sometimes it's easier to stay home. It's cheaper. It's easier, you know. Yeah. Like, me and hubby, we usually, like, in the wintertime, we usually don't go out as much because it's so damn cold. And it's, like, on top of that, like, obviously where we go, they have, like, two floors, one for the rooftop and one for the main floor. And obviously, and when it gets cold, they cut, they close that down. So imagine how crowded it gets just on that one floor. Yeah. Like, I can't be in areas like that because then that's where, like, girls start problems. You know, like guys are drunk and start fights for no reason. Stupid. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're hot shit. And and it's like, I'm not trying to say I get tired of the bar scene. I like, like what we did the other day when we were just when we we were at the rooftop and we were just chilling, talking, laughing, making jokes. Like, like that I'm down with, you know. But I feel like more when I'm going towards the weekend. I'm more of like, do I really want to go out? Do I really want to just go to someone's house and just chill? At least just to get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Or do I want to go to a bar and have to deal with all these young girls? Like, it's just, it, it just changed so, like, what? You've been going there for like three, three years, I could say, three years to, to go. And I just feel like it's just turned into such a different atmosphere with young people. Yeah, so to give people background, we live in Queens, um, in New York, in Bayside, and Bell is like a strip of just bars, basically. It's like two blocks worth of just, you know, four to five bars, and some restaurants are there also. So that's kind of what we deal with. We have one bar we go to most of the time, and where we know most of the people there, and, you know, we feel comfortable there, so we go there a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only because we go there because we feel comfortable, I guess, because it's more of a chance of, like, running into people that... 
that, you know, we socialize with the child too, like I've seen all cases as well, and it's just, you know, it's just, and it's easy, it's, it's literally right there for you, and it's right there for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, like, can, like, it, like, you know, even if you don't want to drive one night, bam, there goes six dollars in cap there for us. Yeah, and I could even, like, worst case scenario, I could even take the bus if I really wanted to, you know, it's right there. Yeah. You know, or if even a nice night, I can walk, you know, if it's a nice night, I could walk it, like, the last night, if I really wanted to, I could, probably could have done that, but, you know, <laughs> at least one way. Like, our, one of our old people we used to hang out with used to do walk everywhere. Um, yeah, you know, and we run into issues where we had a friends who, you know, like, the girls just, you know, they dress a certain way, and then they get mad when guys treat them a certain way, and... You know, that's a big question. Like, do you, if you dress a certain way and then you get treated a certain way, is that right? Is that wrong? Yeah, I mean, like, personally, like, I just choose not to be in, like, conversations like that with certain people or with just people in general because it's just like, you know, you obviously look at yourself in the mirror before leaving the house or unless you've got a second, third closet in the back trunk of your car mm-hmm. where you're going to start changing your clothes. But other than that, like, you should know, like, the way you dress, the way you present yourself is the way people are going to see you and they're going to respect you or choose to respect you in that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, like I said, I, uh, yes, guys, I am a mom of three little children, three little nuggets. I don't need to be a mom of other people that have their own parents to deal with. So mm-hmm. I don't need to tell you how to dress or how to be or how to act. Like, you should just know that when you go out, you're not the only person out there hanging out, having a good time. Like, just leave the drama at home. Well, that's what we all try to hope for. That it seems to follow us no matter where we go. Like Velcro. <laughs> Which is a good segue to our next topic. <laughs> I'm the king of segues, by the way. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, um, so our next topic is, I guess it's about relationships and I guess the thing I've probably noticed the most now is most women are very independent now and very strong minded and you know, they're not going to let a guy define them. They're not going to let a guy control them anymore. They're going to be their own person. And that's honestly, it's great. And I love it. And that's what I'm actually looking for in someone. But I guess you still run into the person here and there who is insecure, is self-conscious, and maybe... He's a liar. Huh? (laughs) Or who's a liar? He's a liar or is, you know, or doesn't know how to stand up for themselves, doesn't have a backbone, whatever the case may be, you know? Mm-hmm. And they'll let, they'll let them, you know, and they're maybe they're afraid to be alone, or they're content with what they have, even though it may not be what they need. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you know, you run into those situations, and it's like it's rare now. It's rare to find, I guess, a girl who's not strong-willed and minded, and is going to settle for something less than what they probably deserve. Yeah, that reminds me. Um, I used to have an ex-best friend. I was with, I was friends with her for like 10 years, 10 years or more. And I remember, uh, I don't know, like, like, I don't know if her boyfriend or whoever, baby daddy, didn't like me or whatever the case is. It was just weird. So I remember one day, she literally threw me in the freaking closet. I was like, she's like, oh, go hide in the closet because he's coming. And I'm like, what do you mean hiding in the closet? I was 18. I was young-minded. I was naive. Like, I had no common sense at that time. But guess what? I literally hid in the closet. Mm. I hid in the closet for, like, a good hour and a half. Do you want to understand? No window, no nothing. Like, couldn't even make a movement because there was so much clutter in the closet as it is. And at that time, I was thinking, yeah, I'm being such a great friend. Like, I'm doing this for my friends, so... You know, she doesn't get caught. But I'm like, yo, she's hiding me like I'm like a mistress. Or like I am the guy that she's, you know, she's cheating on with her with her man. Well, and then I remember like when I got out of the closet, I'm like, why did you hide me in the closet for? And then she couldn't even give me like a valid answer to it. And then, well, sooner or later we, we didn't, we just stopped being friends because there was a lot of rumors going around about her. And I like just didn't want to be caught up in my life, so. No, I had a situation like that, and it was funny. So, like, 
you know, you talk like the biggest thing I think in relationships, which is interesting, is do you need to have your girls and guys night, or should your life be if you're married to your best friend partner, you don't need that anymore? Uh, definitely you do. Because I've talked to a bunch of people, and some people feel like if you married your true best friend, you don't need that guy girl night. You don't need that date night type thing. Well, in that aspect, I feel like maybe once in the blue moon, meaning like once every six months, seven mm-hmm. months, there's nothing wrong like grabbing like dinner with your girls and then coming home. Yeah, like I have, so I have friends who got just got married. They're in their, I guess, early 40s, I'd say. They just got married, what, like two, three years ago? And they used to be people that were out all the time, right? But now they moved to Long Island and I see them once every three to four months, but it's like if they come out, we all have to come out to see them because it's like a rare occurrence when they come out. And we all used to hang out every single weekend. But they're very, they were like a perfect match for each other. They're very happy and content together. They could, they'll just be happy sitting home with each other on, you know, during the week on the weekend and just chilling with each other. And they don't need, they still have us all as friends. We still talk to them, but they don't feel the need to have to come out anymore. Right. And they're happy with each other at home. Do they have kids or anything? Yeah, they have, um, yeah, they have, well, he has a son from his, his marriage, his first marriage, or the, okay. or the girl he was with, I don't know if they ever got married, um, and he's with them most, you know, the, he has full custody of him, so he has him the majority of the time, and, you know, she's become like his mother, because her, his mother's not really all there, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are couples out there that are like that, mm-hmm. you know? But at the same time, like, if you find your best friend who is just like you, where you like to be chilling at home, mm-hmm. and that person's exactly the same way, then, yeah, that's a possibility. Doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's like that. No, of course not. not. Every, every relationship's every, different, and, you know, whatever yeah. you really end up with and what people need. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I mean well, like, in the beginning of my marriage with my, with my husband, I used to go out. A lot with him, like a lot. Like it was like a second job for us to go out at least what three times, three times a week, which is kind of crazy. And then later down the road, we just kind of went down a little bit. So, but then I started up again, and then I went down. So it's like a, it's like a heat wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's up and down, up and down. Yeah. I get it. Like, it's funny. I have a lot of, you know, obviously, so I'm in, you know, I'm 40. Um, so a lot of my friends were kind of all the same. We're, you know, they're all married. Um, we have kids around, all around the same age, which are about seven, eight years old, I'd say. You know, they range between like six and ten years old, probably, most of my friends. Um, and these guys need the guys' night. Like, they'll text me every other week. When are we doing it? You know, once a month. When are we doing a guys' night? When are we doing a guys' night? And... You know, I don't know if their marriages are good or they're not, you know, but they just, they just cannot wait to get out and have a night out with the guys and whatever. I mean, they act right though, right? When they're out? Yeah, yeah. We're all fine. We don't, they don't do anything wrong. Like, it's not, this is not about cheating. It's just getting a break from the wife and the kids. Listen, some people in, in relationships take on more than another person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have people in a marriage or a relationship where they both have the equal amount of work. So, you know what I'm saying? Everybody everybody deals with their stress and their time differently. Mm-hmm. And mostly, you know, some of them, they're like, these are some of my best, these are like three of my best friends, you know, that I see. And, you know, I only see them once in a while. So, like, what we started doing from last winter on, I would say, is we, we made a deal to try to see each other every Saturday. Yeah. Every Saturday morning, we go to Alley Pond, which is a park where they have, like, five or six different trails and we go hiking every morning and for an hour and just us and some days we'll bring the kids with us some days we'll just be us um like my son is he hates going because it's like i make him walk for an hour and he's exhausted <laughs> but you know it's a nice break for us we'll just talk and bullshit about what's going on with ourselves and everything you know career-wise home life a little you know time to vent and then we'll try to have, like, a guy's night once in a while. Like, the Monday night, I think they did Monday night football. I didn't get a chance to go, but, you know, they, it's always an open invite to come to his house and hang out. Yeah, nothing better than some wings and beer. Exactly. Yeah, but... 
like me, like I, I would prefer like having a girls night where it's like my girls come over, we pop that, you know, wine bottle, we talk crap, we have all the fat foods in front of us, like chocolate cakes and all that stuff and you know, or watch movies, you know, but it's very hard. It's very hard to to find people like that that you can connect with. Whether in a relationship or not. No, it's tough. Like, I've known these guys for probably, you know, 10 to 15 years at this point. So, you know, and we've all done a lot of stuff together. Like, I'm with them on a lot of holidays. You know, now with what I'm going through, they all invite me over for any holiday. So I'm not alone. They make sure, you know. So I always have an open invite to one of their houses. Um, you know, they'll help me out with the kids if I need ever, you know, they're like, if you ever need a babysitter, just let me know if you're in a bind or something, you know, they'll be like, here, leave them there, you can sleep over for the night, whatever. Yeah. So it's good. And then, you know, they were very good moral support for me the last couple of years. So I always appreciate having that. Yeah, you definitely, definitely need that, especially at your hard times, you definitely need. Yeah, and it even came from the wives, it wasn't just the guys, like the wives were always there too, and you know, what everything, so it was just, it was a nice, it's a nice to have that. You know, so it's good to have those little core group of friends you can have that you can support and lean on if you need it. Or just beat them up because you're stressed. Yes. Because you're the mother punching bag sometimes. Yeah, and then it's like, and then they'll run like here, and you know, and then it's like now they, it's funny now because now they all live vicariously through me because I'm yeah. the one that gets to go out and do all this stuff. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? Are you seeing? Are you dating anyone? And what's going on? And, you know, they all, they, you know, every married person wants to feel single and go through it again but i'll tell you being single again it fucking sucks it's a pain in the ass and it's just well, look at the generation that you're single with. no i know it's horrible it's just it's miserable and it's like and especially at my age either someone either the people you're meeting have baggage or they're screwed up there's a reason they've been single this long you know it's one or the other that's so scary i couldn't do it <laughs> I just couldn't. But back to that whole, like, thing in the beginning about, like, relationships and stuff, I just feel like, like, regardless if you're with somebody or not, married or girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever the case is, I feel like you, you're your own person. And never in any of my relationships in my past, before I became married with my husband, have I ever had a guy dictate what I can do and what I'm not allowed to do. Like, I did have one ex-boyfriend that he was like, he tried to at some point, but I put my foot down quick on that. Because I was like, listen, you don't pay my bills. You don't, you're not the one that I have a roof overhead with. Like, you don't pay my car, my car insurance, whatever the case is. Like, there is no reason for you to get, get to that point. And that's when it becomes unhealthy. Because yeah. it's like, why do, why do I need to, to stop myself from having a good time or going out or just hanging out with my friends or doing whatever because you have a problem with it. No, it doesn't work like that. You shouldn't let that happen. Like even, even in my marriage, I kind of, I guess I didn't pay attention. It didn't bother me, but probably my ex-wife put me down a little and whatever. And I didn't realize it. And I lost a lot of people because of it. And then when I got out of it, all these people just came back in my life and told me, Hey, this is why we didn't hang out with, as much with you. Well, at that point, did you have, like, a friend that was, like, telling you, like, hey, hey, Frank, like, I see that you're doing this or you're acting this way. Like, they say to stop you into reality and make you realize what you're doing. No, it was or you, not. Or you had to find out on your own. No, it was nothing like that at all. It was just that people had kept their space away from me. and Or they didn't want to come around because they didn't like seeing the way she treated me in front of other people. That's a good reason. Um, so it was mostly family, I found out. And, like, people just... And I didn't even realize they weren't coming around or they weren't calling or not inviting us places. I just... Whatever. I didn't take it as anything. Yeah, because some people just don't want to be, like... Not saying that they are involved, but some people just don't want to see it. They don't They, they don't want to mentally get involved in those issues. Mm-hmm. Of seeing you get hurt. Of seeing someone that you care about get hurt. It's just, like... Like, what can you actually do? Like, you're only limited to so much or so much to say. Sometimes you just gotta let it rock the way it is, so. It's just, it's it's a very tough 
subject to even to even address at times because it's like you sit there and you're like, like okay, I have the willpower to do it. Why doesn't that person have it, or why does the other person have it? But at the same time, it's like you know you don't know what how they were brought up, what they were around, you know, what made them like to come like this because they were never like this to begin with. You know, a lot of things in life change somebody, and sometimes it might not be for the best. Yeah. So. Um, this is, it's also what your past has been through, what your past relationships have done to you. You know, if they've made you self-conscious, if they've made you feel weak, if made you feel yeah. vulnerable, and, or you don't have confidence in yourself to believe you deserve better, you know? There's just yeah. so many different things. And a lot of people have been through a lot of shit. You know, there's, a lot of mess, there's a lot of messed up people out there that just will put you down and keep you down there because it'll make them feel better about themselves. And they want to be controlling. Yeah, and I definitely feel like I'm very strong-minded with this where I feel like this world obviously lacks a lot. But one of the number one things I feel like it does is it lacks the commitment of love to one another. Mm-hmm. And then the commitment of respect. And I feel like nowadays, like, you know, um, especially, you know, law enforcement, they're very, very, very strict. With, like, for instance, let's say you and me, we, we're together, and you just poke me in the, on the arm, you know, and someone sees that, you know, they can easily call the police, and then the police can come in and arrest you for no reason, and you're just like, but he just poked me, you know, and they're, they're, they're very like, well, you shouldn't be laying a hand on a female. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very strict with that. Very. And it's just, it's very sad that certain laws are put in very strict places where you're sitting there like, wow, this is really where where we've come to in this day and age, where that has to be like a, a number one law when there's other things that we should be worrying about. Yeah, that's, that's part of the biggest problem in our country right now. So worry about the dumbest little things when there's much bigger problems that are going on that no one's paying attention to. Yeah, it is. It is. Every channel is different. And every channel, for some reason, sees things that other channel doesn't. It's just like, uh, you know. But yeah, <laughs> it kind of boils my blood talking about stuff like that. It's just, it's just so sad, you know. Like, I, I, I came from a family where my mom and dad, you know, my dad was indeed like they, they were together for over thirty-five years. They weren't perfect, obviously. Nobody is. They had their arguments, but they always respected each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and they did everything together. Even going down to the store and picking up a case of water, they did it together. You know, it was just like the simplest things that that they did. And I remember always telling my dad, you know, like, before getting married, I was always like, you know what? I really hope, you know, I find a guy like you. You know, like, you know, that saying where, uh, how does it go? Something about daughters marry someone like their father or something like yeah, that. Yeah, most, most girls marry somebody that reminds them of their father. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I remember my dad would say, oh, don't worry about it, you know. you know, When you get older, you'll find someone. And I'm like, no, because they stopped making great men once they made you. You know, it was like cute little conversations I had with him, but I guess you know what they say, we just gotta roll with it nowadays. Roll with those punches and just see if we can make something good out of it or try to change or just keep it how it is or not involve ourselves in situations where we shouldn't because then it doesn't nothing but get us into trouble that's true so. that's part of the problem you know some people don't know when to butt their heads in and when to butt out yeah you know, especially like my rule of thumb is if you're married you let the people figure that out for themselves if they're if they're both asking for help fine you know you can help them out and try to advise them on certain things. Like, I feel like I have a different, I see things completely differently now, and I can see couples that are happy and that I think should stay together and try to work it out, and I can see ones that are just at an impasse where sometimes they've just become roommates and they're just riding it out until the kids get older and then they'll probably go their separate ways, you know, because people just stay together just because of the kids at this point. And it's but not- that's one thing that gets me so upset. Why, though? Because what is the real reason? Financially, they can't function. They wouldn't be able to operate without each other. Financially, um, 
and they need each other to help take care of the kids. You know, it's it's sad. You know, like I have I have one friend couple who's just it's bad. Like they've they've changed roles completely. Like I remember ten years ago they were one way, one one of them was stronger than the other one, and now the roles have completely switched. And like I side now more with the wife than I do my friend. Yeah. Because he's treating her inappropriately for no reason at all when she completely changed and has now become the soft person when she used to be, you know, we used to call her a bitch all the time. And now she's become, you know, and we just feel bad for her. And like, we have discussions about this all the time. Remember one time we were having a discussion and I walked down there in the middle of it and he goes, I'm not even asking Frank because I already know how Frank feels about this situation. You know, like they know for a fact that I side with the wife on a lot of the things and I don't side with my friend and how he treats her and, you know, talks to her and it has an effect on the children too. Because that, yeah. like the way he's treating her, his daughter's going to think it's okay to get treated that way by another man. And that's what we're worried about. But when you say that you're there together because, or somebody's together because they can't financially do it alone, what does that mean? I think it means, like, maybe one works a lot more than the other one, and the other one can stay home with the kids. Um, if one were to leave the other, the other, they wouldn't be able to survive. You know, it's just, they feel like they need each other in that way. And, like, they, ha and it's and scary because they are a great couple. They have so much in common. Like, I tell, I you know, I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, dude, you're very lucky with what you have. Because of how many things she enjoys that you enjoy, and she tolerates a lot of your bullshit that you put up with, and some people don't see that sometimes. People don't see see the little things that are important. I had like I had a similar conversation with somebody, one of my friends, and like I just felt like there's just there was just so many excuses to it, where it was just like, dude, like enough is enough, like. I per well, I personally, I I believe where if things were not to work out with my husband in any like case, like I, I just wouldn't be able to just be with him for my kids' sake. Because if I'm not mentally right, if I'm not mentally stable, and I have somebody living under my roof where is doing nothing but putting a lot of like causing anger. For, like making me get angry or anything like that, I just couldn't function. Like I would, I would rather be miserable and alone than be miserable and be with somebody because you know these kids nowadays, they're smart. You know, and and what kind of example are you going to be showing your kids? Yeah, it's kind of what, what I, example? What like I, okay, you know, my mom and dad, they don't sleep in the same room. They don't even talk to each other. You know, this, this, and that. And then when they get older and then they want to be in relationships, they're going to take that as, oh, it, it was acceptable. It was okay. And it's not okay. And that's exactly why I did what I did, where I had to move out. I had to separate because we became roommates. And I didn't want my sons thinking this is a normal relationship and this is how it works. You know, I wanted him to see a real loving relationship eventually. Exactly. So, so that's why I had to remove myself and it was just dysfunctional and he was confused and... You know, we would never do anything together anymore. You know, it'd be like she'd walk in, I'd leave, or, you know, I'd walk in and she left because we worked opposite schedules. We were never together on the weekends. He'd only be with one of us on the weekends, which majority of the time was me at that point when I was living there. Um, but see, that's another thing, too. Like, sometimes it's just not the people in the relationship. Sometimes it's because, unfortunately, you know, when you get older, you start realizing how much it is a big part of your life of work and sometimes that can break a couple that can break a marriage because mm -hmm. someone works so much not because they have to it's because you know it's more of like they want to because it's something that they're investing in like like for instance doctors some doctors work four or five days a week and they work 12 to 13 hour shifts mm -hmm. some doctors work all day you know mm -hmm. and it's like some people, they just can't, in that type of situation, relationship-wise, some people, just they just can't handle it. And sometimes they get aggravated. They're like, listen, I'm home all day. Like, yeah, I take care of the kids. Yeah, I do this and that because that's what I want to because I'm the mom. But then when you don't get that cariño, like that care, that love from somebody, 
you start sitting and you start thinking like, is that all I really am? Am I just a mom? Because I thought that I, I, I married someone and became a wife. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's where a lot of problems are happening. A lot. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's kind of what happened in my marriage. You know, I got that I had a new job, and but I had to put a lot of work into it because it was my career was taking off, and I kind of had to do things, and there was a lot of after work thing, networking things I had to go to, and you know, I wasn't home a lot. There was one week I remember I didn't come home every night. I came home at eleven o'clock at night because I had something going on every night, um, and obviously that was a bad situation and whatever. And then you know. Eventually, I changed and realized I had to put my family first. That this is just work, and you know, once my career got stabilized and I was doing well, and we were more comfortable and whatever financially. Right, and I feel like it's more understanding. Like when your when your son gets older and he's like eighteen years old, and he's obviously doing his own thing. He's working, you know. They hit that point in time in their age where they're in their life where they're just like, you know, they want to do their own thing. Fine, that's fine. You know, but I feel like when they're young, it's just, it's just, they need both parents when they're young, whether you guys are together or not. They need both parents. Mm -hmm. Yes, unfortunately, everybody, yes, at some point in time, if you do have kids out there and they are young, at one point in time when they're, when they get older, you're going to see that they're, they're just not going to want to hang out with us. They're not going to want to be with us. They're going to be with their friends. They're going to want to fly because we've lived it, done it, and been there, so... I just feel like, you know, that's why, like, another thing, too, like, you know, I'm not working right now. I had to leave, you know, my job, like, over, like, what, like, a year ago? Yeah, a year. It's been, it's going to be a year. It's almost going to be two years in April that I left my job because, you know, my mom, I stay home to take care of my mom because she has, you know, health issues and I still have to take care of her or whatever. You know, right now I'm in school and I'm not full-time, but I'm part-time because I'm trying to, you know, get my degree going and trying to finish. And, you know, like, I feel like, you know, my husband, he works during the day. And, you know, I'm going to, the job I want to do is radiology. So they have, you know, hours obviously at night. So, obviously, I'm going to be working when the kids are asleep, you know? So, I'm not really wasting or losing any time with them. But I'm just saying other people, they have jobs where they have to work all day and come home at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night and be exhausted and still have a little bit of energy just to be with their kids. And it just sucks that, like, it had to come down to things like that. No, it sucks. It's and you know it's part of the price of honestly. I was living in New York. That it's just yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna bring up this too. This really pisses me off because that's another thing when we talk about social media. It's so I find it so funny, contradicting. You can say how people they put up all these pictures, right, of the family, this, this, and that, and then it's just like behind those pictures, and none of it's true. No. It's like, oh, you took those pictures on your one day off a month that you have, and you posted them up like it's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's so conniving. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't have, I, I don't know. I just don't understand. I'm stu- I'm stuttering because it just aggravates me so much to the point where it's like, here's my, how, does, here's how my... does someone have so much time to be on social media? Like, I don't get it. It's 24 hours in a day. How are you on social media 24 hours a day? Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, listen, it's fun. And I, I say this. The more people post on social media, the more miserable they are. The less you see from people, that means they're happy and enjoying life. Yeah. Like, dude. Like, I, let's say I'm on my honeymoon. You want to see me taking pictures on my honeymoon? No. I'm going to live my moment of being on my honeymoon. People on vacation in Hawaii and taking pictures. Enjoy it. Because that one picture that you're taking, you're not living in that moment. Because you're living behind, like, a lens. You're not embracing it and feeling it and going home and telling someone what you experienced, not what a picture shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would rather have someone come to me who's who's been to, let's see, where do I want to go? Rome. I definitely want to go to Rome one day. And I have, like, a friend who goes to Rome, doesn't take any pictures. 
but just embraces the whole culture and all that stuff and then comes home and just tells me their experience. Like, that's something I definitely would, like, want. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just sit there, oh, this is where I was at. This is, this is that. Oh, what's that? Oh, this. And it's just like, don't show me the pictures. Just tell me how it was so that when I get there, I can live it myself. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Like, I'll even say this. So when I had um, the most recent relationship, which was, whatever, nine months ago at this point, um, I made, we never took pictures, whatever. We are both kind of going through the same thing, so we kept everything very private. We never put anything on social media because, honestly, we didn't know, want anyone knowing what was what we were doing. Okay. Because we were still in the, both in the midst of our divorces. Um, so what I did was I made, I wrote something up, like, after each time we spent time together and if whatever we did so i made like the, i used the little notes on iphone thing and i wrote a timeline of all the little th- you know the special moments we had together just so like we could remember them and i okay. had them and the plan was if we ever if we had made it i was gonna make like a scrapbook out of it eventually Aww. so um it was funny actually i told the day we broke up she's like send it to me because i want to have that and it was funny today i looked at it for the first time in a long time and I was like wow I actually was able to look at it today and not be sad and I just smiled and I was happy and it just felt genuine happiness just thinking back of that nice moments we had together so in reality besides it becoming a scrapbook it became something where it was basically something that you overcame in your life yeah yeah that's what right. I like that's I told cool. you I came I had like an epiphany today of things of realizing how much I gained from that relationship what I learned and how much it's going to help me going forward in my next relationship because of what I learned from that. And even, you know, she told me things. She, she was very upfront, you know, very straightforward. She's, she was probably like the epiphany, you know, the, the top of the independent woman thing, totally yeah. liberal, me, you know, me movement, all that. Like she was that type. So that's why we didn't mix a lot because uh, I'm old school and old fashioned and whatever. Um, you know, we come from two different cultures, and I was used to a certain way of living, and she's used to a certain way of living, so we didn't mix there at all. But, you know, I realized how much I learned from her and how much I, I took from her and how much she helped me, and she was, she'd be like, don't do this. Like, she knew we weren't going to make it, so she'd be like, your next girlfriend, don't do this, and don't do this. You know, make sure you don't do that going forward with somebody because that's something that's going to hurt the relationship going forward. So Was that when you were still in the relationship that she was like that? Mm-hmm. You didn't ever question her, like, why are you talking like that? Because she, well, she always made it known that she kind of wanted an open relationship. She what didn't want to really just commit completely. So we never officially named ourselves anything. We were just seeing each other for two, two and a half months. Uh, okay. You were just testing the waters. Testing the waters, and it was supposed to be something, and it got into something much more serious than that. And whatever. Yeah. It fell apart. And the story. Basically. There's a lot more to it, but I'm not going to go into that on this. Yeah, please. Um, Alright, so I think the other topic we had was kids, but I think, you know, I guess we can delve into that a little. Um... So I guess, you know, when you have children and you're, you know, like me and our friends and we have children that are around the same age and we try to get them together and get along so we can all get along. And then, you know, certain kids have certain ways they feel, you know, maybe they're an only child or maybe one of brothers and sisters used to sharing better than other kids are not used to sharing or they're not used to having people over, you know, or whatever they're dealing with, like separated parents or whatever, or parents that are together, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So. Well, I I was I was a single single him. I was the only child uh, myself, and you know I, there was I I don't remember detail by detail. I remember there was times where I would be bored and I'm like, oh, I wish I had a sister, a brother, or someone to play with, someone to talk to, you know, all this stuff, and you know, um, I did grow up with two best friends. Um, boy and girl, they used to like literally live right next door to me. And do sometimes I was I was a year and a half, so I basically considered them my brother and sister. We had fights, blowouts, we beat each other up, threw dolls at each other's heads, teddy bears were flying left and right, pulling hair, mm. all that stuff. Let me tell you. Um, you know, my oldest, he's 
2010, you know, and um, when I became pregnant with my second child, uh, he was like three, three, three or four years old. Yeah. So he was still young, you know, and, and, and like today we actually had a conversation in the car where well, after we went to go grab some lunch with my mom, my husband and the kids. And we actually had a conversation where it was like, oh, I only play with my brother and sister when I'm bored. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, are you serious? Like, how do you say something that shady? Like, he's like, no. He's like, because they're not my age. And I get it. He's 10 years old. He wants to hang out with 10-year-olds. Like, But then at the end of the day, they came home and they were playing with each other, beating each other up, doing wrestling moves. Like, nothing ever happened. You know, and I just feel like he's going through that stage himself where he's getting to know himself. Especially a boy, I feel like, question, do you think boys, when they hit puberty, hit it harder than girls do? That they what? They hit puberty harder, like mentally, than, than girls do. So they always say girls mature quicker than boys, mm-hmm. right? But do, who do you think takes it harder? Like a harder punch at it. I I mean I think girls take it harder only because they're going through so many more changes than the boys are. Okay. I would say because they're going they're you know they're experiencing the hormones they're going through the period, and having to uh, deal with that every month and that's a huge change to your body and what you're dealing with and. Right. Because I don't know like lately I've been feeling like the boys kind of have it harder because, you know like. I don't know, like, my son, he's very hard on himself. Like, he's very, like, he doesn't get this right, or he doesn't get that right. It messes him up. Or if he has his hair a certain way, he thinks he's dorky. And I'm just like, dude, like, today he had senior picture day, and I did his hair the way that it was cut out to be. Just push it to the side the way he wanted it. And he walked out the door. He's so embarrassed. And I'm like, what's going on with you? That's just starting to become a teenager. I think that's that's on both sides. That's boys and girls, I think. Yeah, well, you know my daughter. She's yeah. telling me, Mom, do my hair this way, and i got to do it. That's where I'm a, I'm a salon person. So. You'll see. I think you'll see when I get older. You see yeah. the issues they deal with and, you know, the salt, you know, the whatever. I just love their, like, honestly, they, they just have all three of them. Their personality is just a Crazy, like not in the bad way, but just outstanding. Like each one of them is so different. Mm-hmm. Like my Noah is my, my my middle one, and he is the quietest one. Like quiet, yep. like quiet. He'll go into the corner and watch his brother and sister fight and just do his own thing, but still mm-hmm. watch them fight. And I'm like, where's Noah? And they're like, oh, he's over there. And I'm like, every time it's always Aiden and Layla fighting. Always. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm like, listen. Mommy hasn't even had her cup of coffee today. You guys are arguing. Chill out. Mm. And you have one. Yeah. I, I have three. I have one who's the oldest and who's far apart from the two little ones. And then I have the two little ones that are like a year and three months different. So, my oldest, he, like when he's home, my oldest, like I said, he'll play with his brother and sister whenever he feels like it. If not, he's in the room. Chilling, watching TV while the kids, the little ones are out here playing. So, I realized that. You know what I realized? I've been saying I don't know a lot in this segment. <laughs> so if you guys <laughs> feel like I don't know, just come to me. <laughs> no, you do. Listen, like I said, I see. Like I said, I see things differently. Like when I, you know, I don't have my son all the time. I have him every other week. Um, we have like a fifty-fifty share plan with him, basically. And the weekends are tough. It's like, especially at this age, he's eight. And it's just, I have to find ways to keep him entertained and try yeah. to keep him off the electronics and try to keep him outside. And now, you know, in another month, it's going to be too cold that we can't go outside and do things anymore. So it's finding other ways to entertain him. Yeah. What to do or take him places. And yeah, I remember where my, my parents had to force me back inside the house. Now yeah. it's like having these kids to go out. Impossible. Can I go? Can I go out and then can I play uh, Fortnite when I'm when I'm done playing or five? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that's funny. This whole social media, new gaming, all this crap that's coming out, it's like, 
I don't know. I just, I just, I keep saying, I don't know, Frank. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, when I remember when I was a teenager, I was on video games constantly. Like, I remember I'd get a new game, I'd be on it the whole night or whatever. So I get it, too. It's, just, it's what we did in the winter, you know? We couldn't go out. We'd play, sit inside and play video games, you know? I don't remember well, back at their age how we were. I can't remember that far back, but I kind of remember. Well, it's my... winter time. There's really not much you can do unless you want to go outside and come turn into an, you know, popsicle and stuff. But you know what? It did, honestly, it didn't matter with us. I remember we were always outside. Like, as long as it was daylight or something, and even if it wasn't, I remember being outside just walking around and freezing my ass off. I used to take the covers off of garbage cans and use them as sleds if I couldn't <laughs> find one. I remember, um, do you know, uh, where is that? It's like a golf course that's right off of 164th and Blue Memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually cut the wire fence. Mm-hmm. And it was like the hot spot. And I remember I went there when I was like 17 years old. And that hill was so high, let me tell you. I was scared to go down. First of all, I had a cover of a trash can of a sled. I did not know how this was going to function or how fast, how slow it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That thing was so fast. Mm-hmm. I bet. I was screaming. I went over bumps. I, it was like, time of my life. Let me tell you. Came home. My mom had some hot cocoa ready with some marshmallows in it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Yeah, and like us, and I remember us, it would be, like, if it snowed, you know, maybe we go sledding, we do snowball fights or whatever. But some days we just go, we go play football in the snow. It was, it was the most fun. And we had, like, this guy who was yeah. huge. And, like, it was the only time we could tackle him. Because all we had to do was jump on his back and he'd, he'd fall finally. I got the snow. Yeah. I mean, and he almost made the NFL, actually. So, he came close, but he never made Bye. it. Um, and he was, like, one of my best friends growing up. Yeah, I definitely played football in, in the snow. Okay, and we even we even um, did it when the snow was so high. I forgot what year we had that big blizzard. I remember um, me and my next door neighbors. We actually made like five tunnels while it was still snowing. We made five tunnels because the snow was so deep. Oh, probably '96. I think that was the big storm that year. It was so much fun. Like now, it's like I don't know. Like I don't. I don't like the snow now. Do you like the snow? I don't like the snow now. I hate the snow. Oh, I hate the snow. I used to love it. Now I hate it. Look at I, start, I started hating it when I first gave birth to my son, and I had to carry the the, the carriage, the baby bag, and the car seat with my son in it to the car. Well, here's the thing, because your kid and my kid were have the same birthday, so that's probably why we both hate the winter, is because I remember when my wife was having the baby, and I was petrified that she was going to slip on the ice before while we were walking to the hospital because it was just so icy out and it was just nasty and disgusting because it was the beginning of February or anything when she had the baby or like end of January or whatever it was and it's just when you have to and you have to have a ch- newborn or a child at that time of the year it's just horrible oh Noah's birthday is February 5th yeah mine's is February 1st and so. the day that he came home it just finished snowing really bad. It was so slushy. Like, I remember like it was yesterday. Like, my mom had to literally carry Noah in the car seat because I just had the C-section done. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really do any heavy lifting. The only lifting I, I was able to do was obviously pick up my child. Mm-hmm. You know? And I remember, like, she was carrying Noah in the car seat while holding her to me because, remember, like, I, I, I'm still recuperating. Like, I can't even, I wasn't even walking Fast. Like still hunched over a little, but I was good. But that, and then, and then my daughter, she was born April twenty eighth. Uh, it was very cold. It was cold that day, but it wasn't snowing. But it was cold. So like, I literally have a summer, spring, and winter baby. All right. Yeah. So, and then I have this little rugrat, my other child, a little puppy. Mm. Peanut, he's sleeping on the couch right now. Nice, yeah. my little peanut. He's a traitor. <laughs> I told you, I'm the dog whisperer. I'm telling you, you should. <laughs> <laughs> not kidding with that shit. Dogs oh, fall in love with me. I told you, I'm better with dogs than kids. 
Yo, I remember when you come over, he's like literally laid out on you, like, yeah. Uh, I remember walking into the kitchen and I see him, like, where's my. Okay, I get it. And like, you're rubbing his back and he's looking at me, like, yeah, you don't do this to me. <laughs> I miss the having cutest. a dog. I miss it a lot. I miss having a dog a lot. So. You know, that's how dogs, right? Only visitors, you can say? Yeah, I don't think I can have a dog here and. And even if, and I'm a, such a dog person, it's not fair because I'm gone eight to ten hours a day. Yeah, I was just gonna say that you're not really home. I'm not home enough, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be fair to the dog. Like was get a goldfish. Ugh. Yeah, well, never mind because I hate chain, I hate cleaning out their tank. Exactly. I remember um, this fair that they had over here by Garden World, mm. and I remember my kids they they all won goldfish. I went to the store. I got the little bowl. I got the food. Guess who was feeding them? Guess who was cleaning up the water? My kids completely forgot that they had goldfish. Of course. So, Noah's and Layla's, was it? No, Aiden's and Layla's died, but Noah was, Noah's goldfish lasted like for a good time. And then all of a sudden, obviously, he passed away. But, I just can't. My husband's over here talking about how he wants to go to a puppy place and bring home a puppy. I said, for what? I said, we got one right here. He's like, oh, because you got yours. I want mine. I was like, why? So when you go back to work, I have to take care of another one? Hmm. I mean, honestly, if I had like a bigger house and I had a big backyard where I, I wouldn't have anybody talk or say anything, yeah, I would get, I would get another dog. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't care, but I would see here we're only allowed to have one dog per household. So yeah. no, that's all you're going to have in that space anyway. Be too much or anything else. Yeah. He's a good pup, right? But, you know. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think we're good. and We're just about in an hour, so I think this is a good first run. Yes, and one more thing. We're still doing this thing that we have, Frank, where I shouldn't be talking because I did just, you know, but I'm saying if one of us yarn during the segment, we have to take a shot. Okay. Put those so at the bar. Huh? So we got to do these podcasts earlier because I'm going to be yawning all night. We do them this late. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's 1 a.m. already. One fifteen to be exact. Yes, excuse me. Alright guys, it was great talking about what we spoke about. Yeah. If you guys have any I you know, any more topic ideas that you want to throw at us so we can talk about it in our next you yeah. know, so, segment um, let us know. Yeah, once we get around to getting a name for everything, I'll probably set up some social media stuff and Instagram, maybe some type of Facebook group page and um, where we can promote on things like that. Um, yeah. Twitter, I don't know, if, maybe we'll put it up on YouTube. We're not going to do video yet, but, you know, eventually, maybe I can just put the podcast up there. Um, and we'll go from there. Definitely. I'll try to get us around and we'll see. And hoping I'll get this thing set up within the next day or two and get it uploaded because I got to figure it, I still have to figure all that other shit out because my other podcast partners do all this stuff. So now I'm figuring, kind of figuring out on my own. So. Hopefully I'll just have, just have a beer by your side. You'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not alcoholics or anything. What you talking no, about? No, not at all. We're not alcoholics. We just like to drink beer. Mm-hmm. This one over here is sipping water like, like it's gin. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening and joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next week with another good show. And we'll keep this thing going. And hopefully next week we'll have a name and... Some more organization with this stuff. A lot of stuff not have a name. That's all right. It's our first round. Kind of just women just started this off, you know. Yeah. And we'll have some more fun on it. We'll have probably better flow. We'll feel more comfortable, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Next week, Frank has to bring up some topics. Yeah, I think. And you know what topics I mean. Mm. But we'll save that for the next time. Mm Mm-hmm. There's plenty in our life. Every fucking week there's some new drama topic we can talk we'll about. We'll probably bring one of the, one of the topics will probably be, be something that happened this weekend. 
like always. Oh, we know it's gonna it's gonna be something that happened Friday night, guaranteed. Definitely. Guaranteed. And I had fun. It was good talking, and we'll see you guys next week. We'll not see you, but I'll hear you. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll be back next week with another fun episode. Another episode of question mark question mark. Yeah. I don't know. Figure it out. People have name. Anybody wants to throw names out, throw it at us if I ever get anything. Oh, that would be cool too. Help us out. Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta find a way to contact us though. That's the big thing. <laughs> we can't ask people to chime in if there's nowhere for them to chime in at. <laughs> Which means I have to look at my Twitter account again, I guess. Yeah. And put it up there. Anyway, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back. Ciao.